Men of Athens, I see that you are very religious. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good Friday morning, my friends. I hope that you're doing well today. Um, I'm so grateful for uh, a new day, another day. And the Lord is gracious to offer it, and we come once again uh, prepared to study His Word together. We are still in Acts chapter 17. Today we're going to be looking at verses 22 through 28, and we'll leave the conclusion of this great chapter uh, for Monday. Uh, But today we will move on in Paul's address to the intelligentsia uh, there in Athens, Greece, those men and women who were the top thinkers and minds of the day as he was invited to share this new philosophy, (laughs) the gospel in that setting. How amazing is our God? Uh, But before we get into Acts 17, 22 through 28, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Uh, We are hungry after you, O God. We are pursuing you to know you more. Um, And it is our great desire, Lord God, to grow not just in knowledge of you, but in experiences with you. Uh, It's also our desire that we might grow in righteousness to be more like you. Transform us, Lord God, from the inside out, uh, that we might more and more reflect you uh, in the world as we live our lives for you. Father, speak through your word as you're faithful to do, and we give you thanks for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here's Acts uh, 17, 22 through 28. So Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything, and he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. As even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. (laughs) Oh, praise the Lord for this word. Um, Here is Paul, perhaps the greatest mind of the thinkers of the New Testament, those gospel writers, those um, writers of New Testament letters, uh, standing in the midst of the, uh, this is the ultimate TED Talk. (laughs) These are the brains. These are the elites. These are the thinkers who determine the direction, the course of society Uh, by the philosophies that they promote. And here is Paul uh, on an invitation extended by by these very people as they've encountered him teaching in the marketplace 
to come and address the Areopagus, the gathering of these elite minds. And Paul is an astute student of their culture. As he was coming into their city, he observed all of the signs and symbols of their religious devotion and including noticing an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, not to an unknown God, but to the unknown God, the God who is yet to be revealed to them, the God who is yet to be explained to them, the God that they are yet to fully perceive uh, in their minds and hearts. And what a great way to tee up a gospel presentation. (laughs) And Paul very confidently says, This God whom you are yet to know, I am here to proclaim to you this day. Beautiful. Beautiful. This is a God-ordained, God-orchestrated ministry moment. Only God could put Paul in this place. And we see the circumstances that had to play out in Thessalonica and Berea to promote Paul's advance to Athens. (laughs) When Paul arrived in Thessalonica, when Paul went to Berea, I do not think Athens was necessarily the goal, but that's where the Spirit leads him. And he makes this beautiful presentation of the gospel and says some amazing things, connecting with even their own poets and teachers. Uh, to make his presentation of the gospel so very relevant to these great minds. Uh, He talks about God's creative power, that God is uh, not a God who lives in temples built by human hands, but God himself is the maker of everything we see, the giver of life, um, the one who sets people in their places, (laughs) And the one whose purpose is that men would seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. And Paul beautifully says that in the seeking, he desires to be found, for he is actually not far from each of us. Because in him we live and move and have our being. And then he quotes their poets, uh, saying, for we are indeed his offspring. (laughs) They had the wisdom and insight to understand that without knowing the person, God himself. God is amazing, my friends, and uh, where he wants to use you and how he wants to use you and for however long he wants to use you, that is entirely up to him. Our simple choice is to be willing, able, and available. Are you willing, able, and available to the purposes of God today? Um, Are you in a place in your walk with the Lord where you're ready to have these kinds of moments where you're ready for God to direct your life to the Athens he has in mind for you so that you might serve your purpose for him there? I pray that you are. I pray that I am too. All right, my friends, a great word from Acts 17, and I pray that you'll continue to feel the Lord speaking through his word today as you consider these things. God bless.